0: The MomCast is brought to you by the YMCA of Central Ohio, Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery, and Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems. Mom! Mama! Mommy! It's the MomCast, with your hosts, Mindy Dreer, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you! Hi everyone! Welcome back to the Bombcast. It's Michaela, Stacy, and Mindy with our producer Greg. So glad you're here. And you know, it's the start of spring. It's beautiful outside, and uh, I'm getting ready to start to go to some soccer games here in the next
1: few weeks.
0: Oh, kids are going to start playing soccer.
1: soccer. Oh, that's yeah that's kind of fun. She's going to be a soccer mom. A soccer mom. <laughs> I, look I at you. Are you ready for that?
0: I don't know. No. I don't...
1: Are you ready for that? She says it with that intensity, Stacy, and I'm Y'all not ready sure. For this. <laughs>
0: I hear that you have to be prepared for massive swings in temperature and for all
1: elements of weather if you're going to be a soccer mom. Is that, that true? That is true. They play in anything and everything. They really do.
2: No, see, I just uh, dissuaded Olivia from any interest <laughs> in that particular sport, well, so here. I wouldn't
0: have to sit outside. Are you yeah. the one who has the the tent that you put over yourself I'm, when you have I've to go outside? I've never been a soccer mom. Well,
1: you're, but, you but, are I would soccer. but you have a mom pod, right, or whatever you call it. Mom and pod? And I'm like, oh, I'm glad that we're not out there in but the you, elements. But don't you do? I don't, but oh, I have friends okay. that do that we would sit along the uh, third baseline or first baseline with that stuff all over you. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so do I need a mom pod? I don't know. You're pretty glamorous. So I kind of <laughs> feel,
2: feel like she would need
0: a mom pod,
1: don't you think? Probably. Protect the hair. Yeah. Is that what I need the to hair. do? To protect the hair. Stacy, yeah. I don't need a mom pod. I just need my rocking chair. <laughs> which <laughs> you that's fell that's through that's a couple weeks felt, ago. I'm not kidding you. I've had that thing for years and years and years. And it finally. <laughs> Did you see that picture? <laughs> yes. Got a new one, though. Yeah. No, it's not nearly as good as (laughs) mine. I'm still going to duct tape my old one.
0: So, uh, you know, it is the spring. Sports are a lot of fun. Kids kind of get into the groove of going outside. There's track meets. I know I have friends who are going to track meets right now. But there's also a lot of stress that can come along for kids and for parents Mm -hmm. when it comes to playing sports. Yeah. And
2: we're going to talk with our friends at Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems just about the stress that can be there and how to deal with it. Because, sports are fun and they're great in so many ways for your kids but there are things you need to watch for you
1: know? I honestly being on both ends of it and it is basically been my life with my kids because they're so competitive and they've always are playing something I think it's more stressful for the parents than the kids because we want our kids to do so well and when they don't it crushes us
2: mm-hmm. and they're probably okay
1: often yeah
2: yeah <laughs> oftentimes
0: <laughs> on top of that you want to stick around because there's a little bit of Vegas coming to central Ohio. A, yes, a date night at a Vegas style show that never disappoints when they're in town. We have a mom cast show giveaway to tell you about. It is your chance for a date night. Two tickets. We'll tell you all about it at the end of the episode. When I was a teenager, um,
2: I ran track in high school and my dad ran track when he was in high school. So I, he kind of for lack of a better word, he passed the baton hmm. on to me. And Ba-dum-bum. I ran in a lot of events, I know, sorry, grown <laughs> grown. Um but the high school was in our backyard, literally. So he could come, he could he didn't even have to leave the house actually. He could put up the window and watch my track oh, meets. Funny. But, you know, he had lots of advice for me. Really, as a runner, you know, and as a dad who desperately had wanted boys (laughs) and ended up with three girls and I was the oldest. He was very much into sports. And so he was very excited that I was involved in that. But he always had a lot of, he was very competitive. He was like you, Mindy. I could have been his daughter. Yes. And (laughs) And I, and I, yeah, (laughs) I am his daughter because I was very competitive. But every time, no matter how I performed, he would always, oh yeah, that was good. But, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, I noticed this. I noticed that, you know, when you, yeah, you did win that heat. But here's what I noticed. When you came over the finish line, you stood right up and you were walking and you were breathing okay. You know, when you finish that race, no matter what race it is, you want to fall over the line. You want to have absolutely Put nothing yourself left out there. Right, I mean it was All like of it. you know, yeah, you won. Were you like an Olympian? <laughs> Seriously. No. It's like you won, but you won but and I remember it was it was always so funny cuz I would yes dad, you're right and and I would always grin to myself cuz some people would say, "Well, how do you deal with that?" Well, here's how. Because my dad would cheer so loud, probably like you. I could hear him. I could hear him. And when I would run, I could hear, that's my girl. Did you see her? And it was all so wonderful. And then he'd put on this game face afterwards. But he couldn't hide his, the fact that he was a proud dad. I mean, I could hear him. And he was always said, that's my girl. That's my girl. And I knew he was proud of me. But I would always just grin. And I never said anything until I was older. I said, You know, I told him later, you know, I could always hear you. I could hear you no matter what you said afterwards. I could hear you during every one of those races saying how proud you were of me. So you weren't pulling the wool over my eyes
1: (laughs) at all. But you know what? They want, parents want their kids to do so well, and they want to push them to be even better. Right. And we do the same thing at our home where they may pitch a great game or have a great hit, but maybe you work a little better on this and that or whatever. And that's just part of being being a parent and that's why I say it really affects the parent more than the kid sometimes Mm -hmm. because where it gets out of hand is when parents live vicariously through their child and their their kids are downright a lot of times kids want nothing more than to please their mom and to please their dad because it would have meant so much to you Stacey when you heard your dad yeah meant the world to meant you. meant the world to more me. to you to hear that than winning a race because we want to please our parents mm-hmm. so much and that's yes. where a lot of the stress factor I think comes in well it's no secret because <laughs> 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 it seems like we talk about so well, much okay. all it's the time life, the, right? the successes the failures when when you're a sports mom mm-hmm. you go through it all and and it is a stressful time as a parent because you want the best for your child when they're you know at the plate, when they're pitching, when they're taking that shot, when they're scoring a touchdown you want them to succeed so much but in sports they're not always going to succeed. but there is an extra added pressure it seems like when when your child is an athlete these days especially because there's such an emphasis on sports that's why I'm so glad that today we have Angela Nichol back with us who's the executive director at Sequel Pomegranate Health, because this is a big issue, not just for me, but so many moms. And I know, Angela, you too. Your kids are good athletes. They play the travel ball. You can talk firsthand how stressful it is. It's very stressful.
3: (laughs) My (laughs) kids play just about every sport, baseball, softball, basketball, volleyball, soccer. So yes, (laughs) I'm very familiar with the stresses they go through, and we do as parents.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. Is it more stressful for them or for us, honestly?
3: I think mostly at this point, it's the parents. I I, I often joke with other parents that you need to start getting your kids lessons in the womb. Yeah. Like, where did it start that we could just go into high school and try out for a sport? And now, if you are not already in sports, like peewees, (laughs) and you're not already going to some type of lesson, you're not competitive. No. And this is in, I mean, we're talking about our elementary school kids. Right. I mean, this is something, a pressure that we as society and this generation of parents have put on our
1: own children. What I've noticed, too, after a loss, you know, let's say my son or daughter, their team loses. It beats me up, you know, for, for days and they're over it. The next minute they're almost over a loss. And, and then and so maybe because yeah. the parents take it so seriously and myself included, I know I have to do a better job of that. Um, maybe that's where the pressure comes into the kids lives because they don't want to let mom or dad down.
3: I think absolutely. My joke was always like, they don't care if they lose. They just want to know if they're getting the ice cream cone afterwards. (laughs) Exactly. Or the icy or, you Uh know, the snow cone (laughs) that our softball field used to hand out to all the kids. Win or lose, you got a snow cone. Like, they just wanted to move on. But as parents, really pay attention out in the stands. Parents yelling at each other. Uh Parents getting thrown out of games. That stress you can't tell me isn't being trickled down right. to our own children on and how, how we and I'll be honest
1: I'm as guilty as well right. and um but how embarrassing for the for the athlete for the kid very you know so what do you what what should kids know about the pressures of sports and everything what's what's the best thing that they should know you know I want to empower those kids
3: to be able to communicate to their parents and let them know how it feels let them know how it feels when the expectations of them, and that's something that they really don't have a full grasp on just because their brains aren't developed to the stage where they can really process that. Um, so as parents, we kind of have to kick in and help with that communication. Um, you know, there's been times where I might have yelled from the stands. My daughter, when she was little, she said, somebody yelled at me from the stands. I said, oh, honey, that was me. <laughs> My bad. You know, there, where we too. have to oh, say, yeah. well, she wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but I, you know, the ball's coming at you. Pay attention. <laughs> So I, you know, and I had to say, oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes I get a little worked up Me in too. that moment, but I had to take responsibility and say, you know, you did a great job. You know, that putting that back and reassuring our kids that we are proud of them for going out there, and as long as you are doing your best, meaning whatever you are capable of, not necessarily you have to win, but you are out there because you want to be, and it's something fun for you. That is where we should be. We're proud.
1: Stacy has brought up um, a point before because she has looked at her daughter, Olivia, and she's like, you know what? If I want my daughter possibly to get a scholarship, she's looking at golf because she sees the numbers. And and I don't think that's unrealistic that I think a lot of parents see the bigger picture and they're thinking scholarship when in reality such a small amount of right. kids get scholarships. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a driving force for parents is to get those kids those scholarships.
3: But now you're letting out my secret about golf. <laughs> so
1: Stacy. that's, no, that's no. because Stacy's smart and it's she's a huge. researcher. You can be really bad. Yeah, you
3: don't have to be very Yeah, good. I was trying to keep that on the DL there because I was trying to tell my daughter, I was like, right. golf, we've got to go golf. Well, you missed that episode
1: on the MomCast, yes. right, Stacey? Oh, I missed yeah, that one.
2: Yeah, my kid's not playing golf.
3: <laughs> my daughter's like, me. that's boring.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we've worked through that. When is there an issue? In other words, as parents, uh, as teens, what are we looking for to say, maybe we need to intervene here because there's an issue with too much stress or too much going on here? Do we know what to look for there?
3: You really have to look for things that are out of the norm for your child. So you know your kid, you know the normal routines, you know when they're quieter than normal, When they're in their room more than normal, where they're grumpier than normal, those are triggers that we have to pay more attention to and sit down and say, hey, what's going on? Are you worried about this? Try to give them those options to say yes or no, because they're not always the best at identifying it as well. They may not even realize. Say, are you worried about the game coming up? Are you worried about how you played? You know, we have to be the ones to prompt that of our children and to pull that out of them because they're not always the be- they're not going to be the best communicators. It's just not realistic.
1: I'm going to say this, I don't think it's all our fault as moms and dads because I think society as a whole and like you alluded to, you know, if you don't play travel ball at some level at some point when you're young, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't because if you're not playing it, you're going to get passed by. And if you're playing it so young, are they going to get burned out? On the other hand, my daughter who's in 8th grade, who's in 8th grade, has had major unofficial visits for softball from Division One schools. That's not us even seeking that. That's them reaching out to an eighth-grade girl. And so it's kind of like, what do you do? You know, you, you as a parent want them to succeed and to push them, but not to push too hard. But then you have Division One schools saying, hey, we're interested. We want to invite your daughter to our campus as an eighth-grader. So there's all this extra stuff you have to think about that – I don't even know if that's if it's too young to even think of that yet.
3: You know, and I would be sitting down with her asking her, how does she feel about that? Oh, she's excited. Are you kidding? For her, it's flattering. Oh, I'm sure it's very flattering. But if, if you see to the point where she's more nervous than normal, where she's starting to withdraw from things, or she's only focusing on that, then those are red flags for us to say, hmm, what's going on? That they're only wanting to focus on one thing, and then... What are you trying to do it for? And maybe it's just because they want to be the best at it and it's self-driven. That's very different than it being driven by the expectations of somebody else.
1: I just wish society as a whole would would step back because I think that would help parents and and then in turn help kids. And you know what? Play because you love to play. Bottom line. And, you know, and I think I hope coaches are listening to this. Yes. You know. um, My husband is a head coach. He's a head coach at a high school level on a basketball team. And I used to, I used to bug him I used to say you're not working enough with our son he needs to be better than that and he's like Mindy he's three he needs to just learn (laughs) 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 he needs to just learn to love the game be become passionate about the game the rest will fall in line and I'm really thankful that he's that way because I could have been the complete opposite so you're right hopefully coaches are listening
3: because I mean my husband also coaches everything under the sun and then we've gotten to a certain age with our daughter where she now has middle school coaches And, um, you know, this past season, I already approached the vice principal. I'll be calling him more in detail about my concerns about the coach. We need to be mindful of lifting our kids up, not tearing them down. And that's very important as a coach where schools will just grab this or that person and a parent who thinks, yes, they may know the game very well. That doesn't make you a good coach. Because this is too young of an age for us to have that type of authority, impression over kids to not be about lifting them up. And you can do that at the same time to develop their
1: skills. Angela, there's a lot of sports moms out there. I think you were very insightful. I think you were very educational and very informative. And once again, we are proud that you are part of MomCast.
3: Well, thank you. I'm proud to be a part of it.
1: It's one thing though for us to sit here and talk about the pressures of sports as adults. I was really curious of what my kids thought because it has basically been their lives too. So I sat down with Kylan and Cameron and had an open conversation with them. This is the first time you talk so openly about this? About this sort of thing? Yeah. So I wanted to share what they thought with all of you. So Kylan, you're a freshman in high school. You played basketball and baseball. Cami, you're an eighth grader. You play basketball and softball. So in your honest opinions, seriously, what do you guys think is the hardest part about playing sports?
4: The hardest part is probably putting in the work that no one wants to do. It's the hard practices after you have practice. It's going out on your own when no one's looking, so you don't get credit for it, but you know that it'll pay off in the long run. But at the moment, it takes a lot more than just going out and doing what your coaches tell you to do. You have to go extra and you have to go beyond that. And that's the hardest part for kids to understand when they want to be good.
1: So do you feel pressured into doing that? Do you feel a lot of pressure when you play?
4: Well, I want to. So I have the want and the fire and the grind. I don't know. I just want to do it. So I don't really feel pressured into it. I know... In my mind in my heart that this is if this is what i want to do for the rest of my for a long time in my life then this is what i have to do so i don't feel pressured in it i just understand the situation and that i want to do it
1: okay kylan what about you i
5: totally disagree do you really yes okay the hardest part is definitely not putting extra work in every you know what if you're a motivated athlete i was once told hardest thing to be is a motivated athlete when you find your motivation it can be as easy as pie. Now, here's my thing. Hardest thing, in, hardest thing in sports? Rising up to the occasion. Many people, I played with a few teammates today uh, in my game who said, Oh, so scared up there. I'm so glad I got walked. Just because, you know, they the time was 3-2 and they didn't want to rise up to the occasion. The hardest thing to do...
1: You mean the score was 3-2? to two. Yeah. Okay. The
5: hardest thing to do is to, is to act in a game. You can put all the time you want in. But here's the thing, when the time comes, are you either going to do it or not?
1: Your father and I are very competitive people, and there have been instances where we are saying to you during a game, Kylan, come on, throw a strike. Cameron, you got to get that crown or something. Does that add extra pressure to you guys during game situations when you're hearing your parents on the sidelines, in the stands, whatever?
5: No, because I zone you out. I mean...
1: You zone me out?
5: Yeah, it's kind of hard to, because you're very loud. Yes. But what I think to myself is, what would you do in that situation? And most likely, you would crack under pressure.
1: <laughs> I you couldn't not, pitch like you. You would not thrive. Okay. You would
5: not succeed. Well, you so, would fail.
1: So you tone me out. You just do your own thing, and, yeah, you, and you do stay calm. I'm pretty,
5: i pretty... was about to say, you, you can see the eyes zone you. I out. Don't, I don't show any emotion.
1: Okay, on the flip side, Cammie, you have been in softball game situations. You're an eighth grader and you have had major division 1 college coaches specifically come out to watch you play. You have been invited on unofficial visits to these division 1 major college co- colleges. And when they come to watch you play, do you think that that adds more pressure to you honestly? When you're up to bat and you see a dozen coaches there watching, not just you but other players as well.
4: Well, of course there's pressure added when you know there's a college coach watching you and they could be the possible coach in your future. But really, you just got to tune them out, and you got to understand that you can't focus about that. You know, college is important, but I'm not even in high school yet. I'm trying to do what's best for the team, and if I work for what's best for the team, then the coaches will notice that, because they're coaches. They're not parents. Coaches will notice if I'm doing something that's better than the team, better for the team, Mm -hmm. because it's not all about me. If you want to be a good teammate, then you got to work for the team, so... If there's college coaches watching you and everything, that's great. And I absolutely love when they watch cuz personally, I enjoy that. I enjoy the pressure and I hope I rise up to the challenge cuz I like to think that I put it I get out of it what I put into it. And in the off season, I put a lot into it.
1: Okay, let me ask you both I this. Do you play sports because you enjoy it or do you feel like you're pressured because you have to play no, it? No,
4: I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Not down in my mind. I don't know what I would do without sports. I don't want to imagine what I would do without sports, and I can't imagine my life without sports. I just can't.
1: Okay, Kylan?
5: I would disagree. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I love sports. I do, I do agree with Cami. Hey, listen. Sports sometimes can be overhooked. A lot of things. You gotta think of it simple, simple, simple. Sports main thing is to have fun.
1: Let me. I'm gonna add one more thing, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but If it ever gets to the point your dad and I are very, very competitive and we're cheering you on and we are hard on you at times, too, when you don't do as well as we want you to. That may be pressure, but I think you both handle it very well. But I'm going to tell you both this and you can comment if you want. If it ever gets too serious and if you ever feel like you're playing because you have to rather than you want to, then I don't want you to play anymore. Does that make oh, sense? You
5: ain't gotta worry about that anymore.
4: Does that time make sense and... to you,
1: Kai?
5: I just feel like I would never do that. You know?
1: Okay. I know I would never do that.
5: No, no, I mean, do like, you feel, feel like...
1: okay, let me ask you guys both this. Okay. Have you ever had teammates that you feel they're out there because of their parents and they're trying to live up to yes. their expectations? Yes? Yeah.
0: So I mentioned that I'm about to be a newly minted soccer mom. Yes. In the course of the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and I need my mom pod. Protect the hair, like Stacy was talking about. <laughs> um, but you know, it was a real struggle because Marcus and I actually had some words about signing up for soccer.
2: <laughs> because you're so pleasant, we had some words. <laughs> we had an
0: argument about this. <laughs> right? we, it, it was a disagreement, I would say, more than anything. But because Marcus is very competitive, super competitive. Um, played some baseball in college at a junior college for a little while. Um, has always loved sports. Was a football player. He grew up. Being a football player in Texas. Oh wow! Yeah, we all know what that means. You don't have to know much about sports. Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Right in Garland, Texas, um, suburb of Dallas. So, um, I hear that he signs the boys up for soccer. Well, Logan already is playing hockey, and that is a weekly commitment, and will be more soon. Right now, it's Saturday mornings, and on top of that, he got involved in Taekwondo about three months ago, and he loves it. And you go between one and three times a week to taekwondo Mm -hmm. um, to learn your form and all of that and your kicks and then you test for different belts i had said one (laughs) sport at a time and i'd said that when logan was in kindergarten so last year and all of a sudden here we were with three sports and i said oh wait and they're how old again and he's six he'll be seven in may right (laughs) and so i said what are we doing he's like we can do this i said but it's Us who has to do it. Like, how are we going to get him all these places when we both work? I have a very flexible schedule. You have a kind of flexible schedule, but we both work. And he was like, well, so now we're making the decision to pull him out of Taekwondo. And he loved Taekwondo. I mean, he enjoys soccer when he plays it on the playground at school, but I don't know how he's going to feel in the organized like truly right. organized sports, and then having
1: to play it while giving up something that he does love. Correct. So mm-hmm. I just
0: think it's frustrating. I, m- my sisters and I were cheerleaders. We were drill team dance type people. Lauren played D three soccer. I'll give her that. My youngest, but I didn't grow up in the same household. Marcus did. I mean, sports were their lives. Two boys, um, constantly on the go, and a mom who you know super to be super supportive. But it was just. It was always sports. And you have two boys. And I have two boys. So
2: always on the go. Always on the go. So wait a minute. I just want to double check on something. Your rule was one sport at a time. Yes. And so there are how many?
0: Right now there's two. Actually three until the testing is over this next So time. you're Marcus getting won. one cut out, but you're going
2: with two? We're going
0: with two. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just mean, wanted to make the, sure. Marcus yeah. won that so, argument, Wow. Stacey. Yeah, He uh, completely did, Mindy. <laughs> That's me putting my foot down. Well, but at least you, put you your toe down. One
2: down. Well, maybe he'll find out early on. I think that's probably tough, too, when your child doesn't like a certain sport. I mean, yeah. do you keep pushing them to go and thinking they'll eventually like it or not? That's always tough. So maybe you'll find out and get a better I hope feel so. for it.
0: And my kitchen might look better if he decides ultimately he doesn't like hockey, because right now he plays <laughs> hockey with a puck in my kitchen and go- oh. right up against the island. Ooh. So, yeah, I hope that he chooses one and we go with it. It'll save a few things.
2: Dollars Ooh. in my kitchen. But it's a nice dollar. to have a double threat. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So if you listen last week, you know that Michaela had some work done. She had some Botox. So we have to know, how do you like it? How does it feel? So
0: it definitely took the three days, the Dr. McMahon mentioned, for there to be a change. I kept looking in the mirror, like, really focusing, okay, is it changing? And it took, it took until Saturday Saturday is really when I noticed. Wow, my face has changed. In my, it did. It's it was subtle enough that this little tiny wrinkle that I have from squinting so much, so it's not really that little and tiny over the years. Um, is it's it's softer and it's not. Do you see it like? I think you look fabulous I really do well, you got a little lift on your eyebrows I think you look great I did say I did say I have a lift on an eyebrow and I've been the one who's always looking for that um and some of you who have eyebrows and have struggled with your eyebrows over the years if I can say that um, I always want that little um that little peak, you know, yeah. right there. I've never had that.
1: You have it now. And I
0: have it now. Like, I seriously have it now. So um I noticed that was one of the things I noticed the most about my experience. So thanks for saying that it looks good. It looks um, fabulous. I, it, it, it's just enough. And, you know, I always, I, and I shared this with you, I was, I was a little fearful. I wasn't really sure. I didn't know if I needed it. And so if you're kind of thinking the same thing out there, just get rid of the fear that you're I'm not sure and just try it at least once to see what you think of it. Dr. James McMahon with Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery really got me to get over the I'm not sure moment. And I'm glad I tried it and I'm I, I'm liking the results. So 614-459-0060. You can give them a call or just check them out online. com. That's J-M-C-M-A-H-A-N-M-D.com.
1: So that's doing something for yourself. And I think women don't do enough of that. They put everybody first, and then they worry about themselves. Well, at the Y, there is a weekend coming up in April that is perfect for you, ladies. It's actually called Women's Weekend. Hey. Yeah, yes, that's Stacey, nice. listen to this. This is fabulous. It's at Camp Wilson. It's April 21st through the 23rd. You can be pampered if you want. You can get a facial. You can get a massage. At camp? At camp you can That's go awesome. canoeing, this you can sounds go, like go my hiking, kind of
2: camping. <laughs> no doubt, you can make
1: it as adventurous as you want or sit by a fire and talk with friends, meet new people. This is where we said sign me up a few weeks ago yes. if I remember correctly. Is this awesome that yeah. the Y offers this? It's really called Women's Weekend. You can register for it right now at ymca I think it sounds like so much fun if you get a group of women of your friends or just maybe one of your buddies that you need to spend some quality time with. Maybe the mom cast. We should go out there and explore together. Can that you imagine right. us three yeah, trapped oh in a
2: cabin together? Um I I actually I can't I do Hills. imagine a few things, yeah.
1: Would we all still be friends? Oh, of course. Uh, right. I think
2: I think we'd be
0: even closer.
1: So there you go. Give yeah. it a try at the Y Women's Weekend.
0: So, we talked a little bit about a date night or a family night, and we have a great opportunity for you courtesy of Cirque du Soleil and the Momcast show.
2: Oh, people love Cirque, and we are so fortunate here in Central Ohio that we get a lot of those shows coming through. Have you ever been? I have.
1: Me too. Yes. I love it. It's amazing. You sit there in the audience and you're like, how are, wait. Uh... That doesn't even the bodies don't even move that way. You're like, how does that work?
2: And I have to tell you honestly, sometimes I don't understand the shows, but they're so amazing.
1: Amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're yes. just
2: they're they're in crazy.
0: All. Yeah. And have you been to a Cirque show in Vegas? Oh yes. So I have too. And don't you think, no. Stacey? I, I was going to say I've been to two. Yeah. So don't you think that the quality is right on yes, par is. with what we've seen in Vegas? Absolutely. We're lucky. Yeah, yeah, we really are. And we are so fortunate as Momcast to be able to give away some tickets. tickets Tickets to you, our listeners, to be able to reward you a little bit for a great night out with your family. Ovo from Cirque du Soleil is coming to Central Ohio May 17th through the 21st, and we're giving away tickets right now. All we need you to do is go to momcastshow.com. Put in your name, address, birth date, and phone number, and you're entered to get the tickets. One entry per person, but this is going to be an amazing show, so definitely make sure you get your name in. Colorful ecosystem, teeming with life, nonstop. That is what OVO is. It's going to be a great time. So, again, momcastshow.com, enter in your information, and you could be a winner.
1: OVO. What's OVO stand for?
0: I'm serious. Well, what according to this, it, it is a colorful ecosystem teeming with life, where insects work, eat, crawl, flutter, play, and look for love in a nonstop riot of energy and movement. Uh huh. That sounds very. That's what it is. You want to elaborate? I don't. That's exactly <laughs> what it is.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, it sounds ovo. very enticing.
0: Yes, it's, it's ovo, ovo. So yes, make sure you <laughs> register for that contest. We'll have it up until the 28th of April, I believe. Okay. Good luck.
1: Well, hopefully, sports moms out there, you gained a little knowledge today and kids, even if they're listening, maybe they learned something. I don't know. Who knows? We do this show because we love it and we will keep doing it as long as you keep listening. So can you guys ever picture Randy, my six foot six husband with bunny ears on his head? (laughs) When he was born, he was born on Easter Sunday.
0: Was he really?
2: And the
1: nurses put little bunny ears on Randy quarter cracks. You should make him do it every
0: Easter, do you?
1: I can't even find that picture. I think they burned it. <laughs> I don't know
0: if he'd fit into any of the Easter, you know, the bunny ears you can find at like Isn't a dollar fun? store. That's Not hysterical. It, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's an important uh, weekend for family. So we do yeah. hope. We hope you all have a great Easter.